G'day partners and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliance. Uh, we're previewing Mooney Valley's uh, card of racing on Saturday and uh, one of the feature races on the card, the, the Travis Harrison Cup. And uh, joined as always, is, uh, I'm joined as always by Jared Fish, the Sydney writer and analyst for Brilliance. Uh, Fish, how you going, mate? G'day, Jack. Punters, um, yeah, going well, mate. Looked over the Mooney Valley card and pretty excited for this weekend. And also pretty keen to forget about Caulfield last weekend where I uh, advised punters that it would be advantageous to be on the speed and it definitely wasn't. So looking forward to moving on there. But, yeah, good good car to race in this weekend. Absolutely. We'll get into – I did. Uh, I think you might have seen it during the week and maybe some of the punters did as well. Just a pretty interesting little fact there from the card at Caulfield. And I was going to say that I sort of marketed last week's podcast really poorly. and In a way, I'm glad that I did because – uh, couldn't pick a broken nose there on uh, Saturday at Caulfield. Uh, before we get into that, partners, this podcast and all the others are proudly sponsored by Southern Crest. Uh, sorry, Southern Cross Bet. Uh, they're 100% Australian owned and operated punters, so get around them. And if you do have a bet, make sure you do it responsibly. Uh, before we get into uh, like a little bit of last week, Fish, uh, we'll go through our trash and treasure for the week. What have you got? Yeah, mate, my, uh, my trash is... Mooney Valley's had no racing since early March, but they got the rail out three metres this weekend. And I just don't see any reason for that. Um, you know, they've had that much time off racing. First meet back, you'd be like, all right, I'm ready for a you know, true rail. Everything should be fair. But I don't know, are they um, protecting it for future meetings coming up or, or what? But, yeah, it doesn't sit well for me. It's already a leader advantage track. And if you start on a three-metre rail and then go back later, you're chopping up the outside lanes. So I just found that one a bit interesting, but yeah, that's me trash. What about you, mate? What's your trash? I've got a bit of trash this week, mate. First one is the Vibus Gold meetings and the Vibus Gold races in Saturday Metro meetings. Uh, just the couple of the races last week, and I thought the prime example was Mahamadeus. We, I put a message straight into a group chat that, that we have after the race, much the same as you did when you started previewing this card and saw the rail was out three metres for Mooney Valley. Uh, chucked a, a message in there last weekend about how Mahamadeus looked to get the perfect run in transit and had four roadblocks in front of him. Like, just on paper, should have bolted in for that race, but um, it didn't because of the uh, the speed bumps in front of him and just couldn't get past. The other one for me is, at the moment, synthetic form is just absolute junk. The uh, prime example, Murrumbidgee River, uh, coming off of uh, synthetic form, wherever that was, it really doesn't matter to me now at all i've just completely penned it but um synthetic form at the moment translating over to turf it's just not happening at all punters so uh that's another one in the trash for me but what about your uh, your treasure there fish i'm glad i'm glad you've picked up on that one mate because i totally agree i've um i've never ever followed synthetic form i don't even if there's a trial there i'll just skip and go back to the the trial before it or the race before it because yeah it's just no good it never has been uh treasure for me is uh brocky ryan in sydney he um, had a bit of a bad fall last year in November and missed a lot of the races over Christmas and then early January. Missed a, oh, and then he um, broke his leg when he came back on return, doing track work for Robin Luke Price. Missed out on plenty of opportunities with um, especially Joe Mayer. Also, he rides in track work and went on to win a group two. So that was a bit disappointing for him. But then to come back and he's been riding terrific, but four winners on the weekend. All the fields good odds too. Just fantastic the way that he's riding. Uh, so I think that was very well deserved. And then if you look at his... The rides he's picked up this weekend, I just think he's going to go on to bigger and better things because he's showing everyone what he's got. And then a special mention as well to Huey Bowman. He had three three winners and three very good rides as well. So, yeah, treasure for me is Brocky Ryan. What about you, mate? My treasure for the week, punters, and uh, this comes primarily due to no racing in Victoria uh, with their race-free week uh, this week. But... Um, I was walking past the telly and had the Olympics on and heard a very familiar voice calling the rowing and it was Matt Hill and he's calling the rowing at the Olympics and I dead set sat down for 20 minutes at work on a break and started watching the rowing and if I knew that he was calling it beforehand, I would have turned it on. He's absolutely fantastic. There's um, So there's something for you punters. If, you, if you're missing a bit of Victorian racing or you have been missing a bit of Victorian racing, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday night, sort of coming out Friday morning in your ears here. But um, uh, if you're missing a bit of Victorian racing, a bit of Matt Hill, 
he's calling the rowing. So get around it there, punters. That'll be uh, where you can hear him. Um, moving on, Fish, doing a bit of a wait for age performance review uh, segment that we'll be doing in the in the coming weeks going through the spring carnival and link this back to what you mentioned before about Caulfield. Uh, firstly, the the highest rating performance of the day was Sansom at a 98 weight for age uh, rating that was in the Bletchingley. Uh, but it was really interesting tonight. There was no winners within three lengths of the lead uh, at the 800 metre mark. It's the first time in five years or 120 meetings at Caulfield that there was not a single winner within three lengths of the lead at the 800 metre mark. That just blows my mind, Fish. Yeah, absolutely perfect, especially when um, I was looking all my tactic last week was looking for barriers one to five and on, on pace. So pretty much uh, ruled out all the horses I selected. But, yeah, there was this – I forget what the um, figure was, but there was a major um, headwind there. So horses that got a bit of cover in behind and were coming from the rear definitely got um, definitely got the right run and all the winners were coming down the outside. So, yeah, but, yeah, pretty crazy statistic there by um, Dan O'Sullivan for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, and stay tuned, punters, because in the next uh, sort of week or next week when we are back, uh, we'll be doing sta- our stable stars and that'll be something that we keep going through the spring. Now, uh, speaking of races coming up, there's a couple of good races on this card at Mooney Valley Fish. Uh, we were speaking about it before we started recording. Uh, there's two-year-old races for the Colts and Geldings and then the Phillies over 1,000 metres, a couple of really good races there and a lot of blue diamond form showing up. So it'll be interesting to see where these horses have come to after a bit of a break. Uh, there's also the, I, th- I think it's pronounced the Mirasan Handicap or the Mirasan Handicap, uh, which we've got Buckhurst uh, making a return to the track in punters. So uh, a couple of big races there. Like I said, at Mooney Valley on Saturday, it's currently rated a soft six and the rail is out three metres, which Fish articulated before. Uh, rain predicted for the weekend. So we could get to a heavy range on the day, but that being said, we were sitting here a week ago uh, right now fishing and, and it was a soft track and there was rain predicted it didn't come for Caulfield. So who knows? But uh, what's your strategy for the day? How are you you're playing it for Saturday, mate? How have you looked at it? Yeah, so I actually like punting at Mooney Valley and like doing the form there because I think it's one of them tricky tracks that you sort of got to dive in a little bit more than your usual. There's a few horses you can almost cross out straight away looking at the map, but as I said earlier, they haven't raced there for five months. Um, so I'm expecting the track to be in fantastic order leading into spring. Um, generally, it obviously advantages the on-pace runners based on the short straight, which everyone knows about. But I think it'll be one of the fairer valley meets. Uh, but I usually look for barriers one to four, obviously early speed. And generally like to get find a horse that's sort of, you know, maybe 100, 100 metres shorter than his favorite, preferred distance, especially over the shorter sprint trip. So... That's just something I look out for, but I think it'll play pretty fair. What about yourself? Yeah, I, for anyone watching the video, and sorry, Fish, sorry, punters, anyone watching the video, I've got the dog attacking whatever he can reach on the back of the chair here, and it was just driving me up a wall. Um, look, I'll stick to the same strategy I had last week, Fish, and I'm hoping it's not going to bite me on the ass for a second week in a row. Uh, horses on speed and on the rail uh, is a massive uh, trend in my selections for Saturday. I think there might be, there's nothing that I've really taken. Oh, there's one horse that might be the third pair back on the fence punters. But uh, other than that, I'm trying to go the first two. Um, But that's about it for me. Sounds good, mate. You want to jump straight into it? Let's go. All right. Race one is the Mia Clear Hand Sanitizer Handicap. So I hope everyone's, Keeping themselves sanitised over this COVID outbreak we got. <laughs> it's a two-year-old Colton Geldings. Um, current favourite is Jigsaw at a dollar eighty-five. Mark Zara on board, direct. Um, coming down to Melbourne from Sydney, six dollars. Frosty's riding Froston, seven dollars. Lloyd's Crown at fourteen. Montana Flash fourteen, and getting out of large odds. But this is a fantastic race to kick us off, mate. How's it looking? Yeah, it is a really good race, and I'll be interested to hear interested to hear your thoughts uh, with one of the Sydney horses coming down. But uh, first pair directed on the fence and Jigsaw outside. Jigsaw might have the pace to lead directed, uh, just entirely punters. But uh, interesting to see what will happen, especially with that big weight that he's got. Then it's uh, Square Cut, 
Lloydie's Crown, I Am War, Froston, Rock Artist and Montana Flash bringing up the rear. Uh, like I said, Fish, I'm really interested to hear what you've got to say about this, uh, this Sydney horse direct. Uh, trained by Lloyd Kennewell, uh, looks like a dead set thousand metre horse, this one. Ran incredibly well to be beaten two lengths by Pulele at the Valley on debut. Uh, then went to Rose Hill and was within, was uh, was a length and a half off of Home Affairs, beating Paul Lilly. So uh, this bloke had looked to make some improvements there. Uh, ran in the Todman and was beaten three and a half lengths by the likes of Animo and Profiteer. Only two lengths by Stay Inside, who then went on to win the uh, two-year-old race in Sydney, which name always escapes me, Fish. Hopefully oh, the slipper, mate. That's the one. I always forget it. Um, to tie a bit of form in there, partners, Animo beat Jigsaw by a length and a length and a half in two meetings. So you can tie it in a bit there. I think Jigsaw is a really deserved favourite, and Bon Clash should definitely be winning this race. Uh, but I think direct for you, if you want to take some exotics or if you even want to have a look at the win with that big weight that Jigsaw's got to carry, uh, I think Direct can get the win or, or run second for your exactors and, uh, and your Quinolas. How did you see it, mate? Yeah, I think one thing that um, Punner should note is obviously it's just natural for all of us to take that form that was good form back in January and February, you know, the Golden Slipper, the Blue Diamond, all that sort of form. But now we're sort of a few months down the track. Some of those horses that sort of weren't quite ready then or were a couple of lengths behind, they you know they could have progressed quite a fair bit over the last few months. That's a so great that's one like direct to I find it really interesting that did debut at Mooney Valley. So that's a massive tick already. I think those he found the uh, 1100 and 1200s a bit too um, far fetched at that stage, like you just said. So 1000 meters, I think, is perfect. And he'll also be shooting at it from barrier two. Um, yeah, I, I did land on Jigsaw at favor just because I think 1000 meters should set it up perfectly. Uh, absolute speedster with good runs on the board, like we spoke about before. Excellent ratings over the shorter trips and then um, even went pretty good, finishing four lengths off Artorias, I think, or someone in one of the bigger races. Um, but, yeah, same thing. Barrier 4 will shoot out later in the band. I think Jigsaw will be too quick. Um, couldn't really split direct and Froston, but I did put Froston down as the danger. Uh, I like the fact that Frosty Lane's on board Froston. That's one, one, one thing in itself. But another horse that just had those good two-year-old form lines. Uh, recent jump-outs have been excellent. And I think he'll be better second up and probably out a bit further than 1,000. But Damien Lane, I think, is sticking for a reason. And I think they might uh, might have a good win coming up. So, yeah, pretty keen on Jigsaw in the first. Yeah, it wouldn't, like I said, wouldn't talk you out of it, mate. I think the only concern is that that uh, big weight that he's got to carry probably for the first time, really, this horse. Um, and for the punters that uh, maybe they haven't been following racing for too long or um, – that's a massive thing, what you said about the improvement that they've made now that they've uh, raced and had a bit of a break. Yeah, spot on. Really looking forward to this uh, opening race and the next one, which is uh, 1,000 metres for the Phillies. So uh, same similar setup here with a couple of good ones that, from back in the day. But Frost Flowers is uh, on top at $5 um, from the Anthony and Sam Freeman stable. Tycoon Hummer, undefeated at five fifty. Another undefeated horse in Low Rock at $6. Zapateo, who uh, owes me money, $7.50. <laughs> Sweet Mary and Duchy of Savoy, $7.50. Decent rain, 14 and then out to over $30 the rest. But there's still a bit of class there. It's a great race. Yeah, plenty of class in this one, Fish. Uh, interesting to uh, note some of the comments from trainers during the week about a couple of these horses. So we'll get into a speed map first there, punters. Uh, the one that I'm looking at has got Chimes, Sliders, LaRoque and Widad uh, up there for the lead. Then Who Shot, Susie Taylor's moment. Frostflowers on the fence inside of Muramura, Sweet Mary, uh, Sado. Uh, then Her Empire, uh, Zapateo, Bird of Dubai, Tycoon Hummer at the back. Uh, a couple of varying speed maps in this one. So that gave me a little bit of confusion because some have... Uh, or one that I look at, putters has Sweet Mary up on the fence and one doesn't. Uh, the comments that I was referring to uh, is John McArdle said that LaRoque and Tycoon Hummer aren't fit coming into this race. 
and then the Friedman saying that Frost Flowers really wasn't sort of ready for this or isn't ready for this first up assignment either. So if you take that angle punters, uh, you can instantly rule out the first three in the market. So I've done exactly that and landed on Sweet Mary. So uh, trainer and jockey Lindsay Smith and Brett, Pre- Brett Preble are going at 21% when they combine for their last 50. Um, individually, it's 16 and 18%, the two. So uh, going really well at the moment, they are. Uh, look to be well within herself, sitting outside the lead before uh, coasting up to take it and winning by par- by absolute panels was uh, Sweet Mary. And that was a Casterton, uh, one by about six lengths there it was. Um, goes down one kilo in the weight. Preble knows the horse really well, rode her in that debut win. Uh, should be able to keep the horse comfortable, whether it's in the first couple of pairs or taking the lead. Uh, obviously, Saturday we'll know the answer to that. It's the three and four kilo advantage on those horses that I mentioned, LaRoque, Frost, Browers and, and Tycoon Humber. And I think that uh, Sweet Mary's going to take a lot of catching fish. How did you see it? Well, mate, I didn't know those comments from the uh, from the trainers there about fitness, but it's music to my ears because I um, I landed on the 14, Dutchie of Savoy with Craig Williams on board, $7.50. Uh, I tipped her on top of Kensington and first up over a month ago and I thought she was absolutely superb in front. She um, led them up around the corner and one of them one of them rare type of horses, I think, that can just turn around the corner and then have that little sharp sprint as well. And it just kind of pushes a few horses in behind away. So she did get beat that day by uh, Forzanini, who flew from the back, but they put a gap on the uh, field behind them. And a few of them were a bit more experienced than a two-year-old filly only having a second start, first stop off a break. So the fitness is perfect. Um, I think the speed map's wrong as well. I actually reckon... Um, Dutch used to will jump out and lead from barrier three, which is perfect. And I think 1,100 metre, as I just said before, run under the belt back to 1,000, has that ability to kick kick up around the bend. So I'm pretty keen on that one at $7.50. Um, danger I had down is Frost Flowers. Um, we didn't know the comments you're speaking about, but I think there's a bit of class there. Speedy Philly for Anthony and Sam Freeman. Same thing, gun draw, barrier two. 1,000 metres, no worries at all. Um, so, yeah, I like both of them from the inside draw. Well, uh, hoping for a couple of scratchings there, Fishies, because uh, Dutchie of Savoy, the first emergency there. But uh, interesting to... She'll get, she'll get in, mate. She'll get in and win. She'll get in and win. Interesting <laughs> to note that you... or Just interesting you said that that uh, you've got the speed map completely wrong. I really like the uh, the bit of bravado there from you, Fish. Oh, that's really excited me for this podcast. It's, Throwing speed maps out the window. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, both of Dutch years have always run. I think she was a bit slow. On, not slow out. She probably wanted the lead on debut as well, but was a bit slow out. But then at, at, at Ramwick the other day, shot straight out and led. So I just thought, oh, you know what? I think that's what that's what they'll try and do again here. And she was quick out of the gates there. So can't see why she wouldn't do it again. And she was quick out in the trial as well. And I think uh, from past Hawks runners, uh, Willow knows that if he goes too far back on this horse, he could get absolutely hung, drawn and quartered in the media. So uh, might want to be careful of that, Willow. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He'll be a bit nervous about that one, Craig. You better hopefully get the job done. <laughs> Please don't miss the start. <laughs> Race three is a 1,600-metre sorry, Brompton Handicap. Favourite is High Stranger. Damien Thornton on board at $3.70. No effort, $3.90. Falls at $5.50. Jamie Carr's riding Starcaster at $7. Al Galal, $9. Think we're due 11 And then getting out of large odds. What's going on here, mate? Uh, speed map on this one, Fish, really interesting. Uh, last start winner that I was able to tip, and hopefully the punters uh, found it there. It's a rare one for me. Uh, some maps have falls leading and some have no effort. Uh, and then... Basically, they're interchanged. Uh, so if not leading in the, the second pair, high emotion, northwest passage, think we're due, Actow, Starcaster, Algalale and High Stranger bringing up the tail. Uh, two bet play on this race for me, Fish, and I think you're going to win either way. Go no efforts and fall, uh, no effort and falls in this race. Uh, and it's basically dependent on uh, what I'm about to elaborate on. So firstly, uh, Carleen Heffel going at 8% of her last 50, but riding well outside of the market punters. So if you think she's not in form, it's 
Uh, not entirely her fault when you're jumping on the back $120 shots. Uh, last favorite, last favorite she rode, she did win a board, so it's not like she's riding poorly. Uh, no effort beat Mongolian Marshall two starts back, who then came out and beat Dice Roll and Furion over the mile. That was at Flemington, and then from there, Furion went on to win as well. So uh, I think it's really strong form for that no effort race. Um, Falls won last start and the start before that. Uh, gets Craig Williams aboard. Hopefully he hasn't been uh, put through the ring by uh, Hawks the race before so that he can come out and ride this one. Uh, Willow's going at 8% as well. His last 50, but plenty of seconds and thirds mixed in there. So I think a two-bet play and you win on this one, punters. Uh, I think it goes one or two ways. One of them gets the easy lead. Uh, and I think if Falls gets that easy lead, he looks like a real control freak, this horse. So... Um, gets the lead uh, and wins and falls. Uh, I think if it goes the other way, uh, no effort will lead him up and win. But if one of them overdoes it, the other one comes over the top. Pretty simple. How did you see it? Yeah, well, mate, I'm hoping they both overdo it because um, overdo it because I'm going to be on Think We're Due at the $12 mark, $3.20 a place. I think he's the value bet in a race. Um, obviously, looks it looks ugly from a barrier perspective, but when you have a look at it, Falls is going to cut straight over, and I think we're due will, will tag along. So, I think we're due with Froggy Newton will land in that second pair, third pair on the outside. Um, he's rock hard fit now, 1600 meters against a few fresher horses, likes the track, and also there's a couple of staying types here that are first up, and I think I'm going to knock all of those out and take, um, I think we're due at good odds. Had the danger down as high stranger, but uh, like you just said, if you have a look at the map, there's no effort with 52 kilos. It's going to be very hard to run down, but in terms of class, you're probably going to put high stranger on top, but each way, I think we're due for me. There's two really good, uh, well, one really good point that you note, um, which I'll get to in a second, Fish. I think, I think we're due definitely well over the odds. I think uh, going from sort of 1,200 metres first up straight out to the mile, uh, this almost looks like a setup job. Was definitely not ready for the mile second up there. Uh, so I think that's a really good point that you make. The second one is Craig Newitt at the moment, uh, riding in really good form at 12%. So uh, over the Brisbane Carnival punters, you had a lot of past victors. Uh, and I think in the spring, you're going to be getting a lot of uh, percentages with your jockey stats. So strap in for that because I'm all over it here. Um, but I think you've uh, found a really good one at each way odds there. I think we're due and, and might be finding uh, no effort and uh, and falls a bit just vulnerable. Sounds good. Well, that's what they call it, don't they? Mooney Valley. They call it each way valley. Yeah. You just can't be, take, can't be taking shorties there. Or if you meet Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plenty of people call it that as well. Mm. Uh, race four now, the Mirazone handicap over 20 and 40 metres. So just over 2Ks. Dr. Drill with Jamie Carr and Maron Eustace, $3.80 will, will be the favourite. Uh, interesting runner, Buckhurst, $4. Bedford, 5 Pancho, 6 Your mate from last week, Muhammad Dais at $7. Poor bastard. Nudge Bar, nudge bar 9 and two fifty. Sell some more, 16 And then um, triple figures for all the uh, all the punters of lobby gods. What's I'll go through a speed map, Fish, and then I'm going to get your thoughts on this race just to make sure that I've got my ducks lined up. Um, Nudge Bar leads this, Buckhurst on the fence, Dr. Drill is outside, then Salsamore Pancho, uh, Mahamadeus, LaCastle and Bedford brings up the tail. How did you see it, Fish, just before I go shooting my mouth off a bit early? I, um, I'm going to go with Buckhurst, the um, overseas horse that they bring out here last year for a bit of a run of the Cubs. Uh, I like the fact that he's been gelded back into racing here. Uh, obviously got the big weight on, but um, and it all depends on how forward he is. But I don't think any of these other horses in the race will be targeting the same level of races that Buckhurst will be. Um, he's drawn the rail, probably gets the dream run, and I think that he'll hopefully be too classy. And I think if anyone's going to run over the top of Buckhurst, if he's a little bit underdone, then I'll be taking Dr. Drill. $3.80, brilliant runner-up effort last start. Same trip, would have him right in the race. Same performance, sorry, hard to beat. And also, you got the Jamie Carr, Murray Eustace combo. So, I'm going to have a crack at Buckhurst, mate. Are you jumping on board? 
Mate, I am going to jump on board. I just want to note for the punters as we're recording this, so if you haven't seen it by sort of Friday morning, uh, announcements come out that uh, the Valley's entire track team has been stood down and the MRC uh, track team is going out to Mooney Valley to ensure Saturday's meeting goes ahead. So that's come through from racing.com in the last sort of five, seven minutes, punters, and that's really interesting to see what's going on there now. Into this race, the Buckhurst Handicap or whatever they're calling it, uh, $4 for this is the freest <laughs> money that you'll ever come across in your entire life. Um, this looks to be set for an easy kill, this horse. has won first up before and beaten Sir Dragon A on multiple occasions overseas. That was before he sort of came over here and um, sort of did whatever there. Uh, like you said, uh, ran in the Caulfield Cup and Cox Plate last prep. Uh, I don't think any horse in this field would hold the tail of a horse in a Caulfield Cup or a Cox Plate, let alone uh, compete in it. So uh, I think this horse is going to have them well, uh, uh, has got a lot on them uh, in class. Uh, ben Mallam looks the go-to jockey for the, the Hickmont Yard in, in Australia. I don't think the big weight's going to be any issue. Carried 59 in, uh, that was the Cox Plate last year. So don't be deterred by that pun. As maps to be in the first couple of pairs. This is another one where, like I said, there's I've got one map saying he's leading, one map saying he's the second pair. Um, I think if the market moves late for this horse and he gets into sort of the, the three dollars and less, uh, then I think he's an absolute moral. But he should be winning on class alone. Uh, so back him early, punters, because he can't be losing this. Yeah, spot on, mate. I think you you're spot on there with um, having a good look in the mounting yard as well and getting getting the um, yard watch perspective from some good judges because yeah, well, we, the thing is we just want to know how forward he is because like you said on class alone, you couldn't have got a better barrier for a horse like this. So yeah, I think we'll just take him on class alone and hopefully um, I think right before the race, he's probably going to be four into $2.20 or four out to seven and I'll probably take both of them. So hopefully Buckhurst wins. Yeah. I think, I think there's one of two ways that you could do it. Like you said, wait for the, wait for the market, the, sorry, the, the mounting yard. And if uh, he's behaving well, he's been gelded, so he'll have dropped a bit of weight. Uh, yeah. He should have his head a lot more screwed on. Um, so that'll be one thing to look for, punters. Uh, but then if the market comes for him, then absolutely rip into him. The other thing that you can do is if you're betting with your bet fares and things like that, take the early price and then... If he comes in, but you don't like what he's doing in the yard and he's playing up a bit and whatnot, lay your money back and, and make it back because uh, I'm sure that someone out there will be happy to take whatever price that you throw up, punters. But uh, hopefully he's in the yard and, and he's there to go because, like I said, I think the market moves for him and he's an absolute moral. Yeah, pretty keen to have a watch of that race. Uh, race five, dominant cleaning solution handicap for three-year-olds, 1,514 metres. Um, Jamie Carr's on the favourite. I'm Thunderstruck, $1.95. Tuvalu, $4. Great Divine with Craigie Williams, $9. Um, Basawa, $12. Demando, $12. Signers Express goes all right with Alana Kelly and Maren Eustace, 15 And then out the large odds. How's it looking here? The Alana Kelly fan club. That's getting a run later, Fish. But uh, Tuvalu's going to lead this from Fox Gossip. El Santo, Barragunda, Brawl and Rathlin, uh, Basara, Basara uh, Great Diviner, I'm Thunderstruck, Demando and Signers Express. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck was incredibly impressive last start, punters, but I don't think from the barrier and the, is it a slight drop in distance or going up slightly in distance? I have confused myself here. Oh, and up slightly. I thought it was up slightly. Um Going up slightly in distance, I'm not sure that Mooney Valley is going to be this horse's track. So uh, Tuvalu is going to win this one and leads for fun again, I think. We'll absolutely love Mooney Valley if it's leaders and, and the fence is on, but should love it regardless. I mean, has led and won at the hillside track at Sandown, which is the, the real sort of midfield and back markers track punters. But uh, like I said, I'm Thunderstruck looks to get too far back from the lead on this one. I'm not sure he'll be able to chase down Tuvalu and win. I think if there's a big lead set up and I'm Thunderstruck does it, that confirms that this horse is a serious racehorse. Uh, but I don't think I'm Thunderstruck can do it. Brett Preble and Lindsay Smith combine again. 
Uh, they're currently at uh, 21%, but it could be higher if Sweet Mary gets up in the second there, putters. Uh, I don't think Tuvalu is the best horse in the race, but I think best suited to the track and the, the race shape here. How did you see it, Fish? I'm not going to argue with you there. I've got the um, same two horses on top. I do have on Thunderstruck as the favourite. Uh, if we get $2, a clear favourite of mine. I just think he's the horse with the major potential. Uh, he beat Tuvalu last start by four lengths. Uh, Jamie Carr's on. Obviously, that was a patient ride that day. Uh, so, one thing about Mooney Valley is I never, I don't put bets on before the day started there because you literally need to see what the track's doing. And if if it's fencing play all day, well, you're not going to touch on Thunderstruck. Um, Tuvalu, like you said, will have the perfect uh, lead by, by himself. Uh, he'll get a soft lead and dictate the tempo here. Um, I think the big thing is they, they did race each other last start, but Tuvalu does get a three kilo weight swing. Uh, obviously, he was beaten by four lengths, but there's a three kilo drop and coming around the bend, you'd expect Tuvalu to be a few lengths in front. So I think the way that Jamie Carr is going to ride the race is with her eyes on Tuvalu and Tuvalu only, and that's, that'll dictate how far she sits back. But um, it wouldn't shock me if Tuvalu won, but I think on Thunderstruck, hopefully we'll be getting over the top and we'll be very hard to beat. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a really good race to watch. I think that on Thunderstruck's definitely the deserved favourite, much like I said in race one, but uh, not the horse that I'm super keen to be on on the day. And uh, I mean, the track could play the complete opposite way, Fish. It could be outside lanes all day and you want to be getting off the fence and, and off the turn. And, uh, and I'm Thunderstruck could be $1.50 starting, but uh, we're not going to know until Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And fingers crossed nothing goes wrong down there and they get this meeting ahead because I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll try and get some, I'll get some more information up on that punters as you go through this next market. Yeah, next race is um, Lakeful Lady Racing, benchmark 78, over 1,600 metres. Um, the current favourite is Gadoline with Matty Lloyd on at $4.50. Uh, Danny O'Brien has white hibiscus, white hibiscus there at $4.60. Betcha Flying, one of my old mates from Sydney, going down to Melbourne at $7. So you assume $8.50. Watch who's her, Lady Dora at $9.50. Leal's 14, and then um, looking out to some large odds. How's the map looking here? Before we go to the map, Fish, just for anyone that may not have seen the news, uh, but we're going through this as we record it tonight. This is We're sort of 20 to 7 uh, Queensland time anyway, punters. But uh, it looks like uh, one of the Mooney Valley Racing Club staff members was a close contact with a pos- positive COVID case. Um and they've made the decision to stand the entire track team down. I guess just as a precaution, I haven't sort of been able to read the entire the entire article there, but it looks like uh, someone's just been a close contact and they're sort of playing it safe there. But um, into the map for race six punters, uh, Leo leads, so you assume, horse for hire and Godeline. Uh, Betcha flying on the fence, white hibiscus, uh, Florence Silver Lake. Strome, Just Stella, Kiss and Cry, and then bringing up the tail, Nordic Simply, Lady Dioro, Why Choose Her and Changing Tracks. Uh, a bit of fresh hell doing this race, Fish, because I had to go and watch a couple of White Hibiscus replays. Um, and for any, anyone that was tuning into the uh, tuning into the podcast a bit earlier when we started and following some of my, uh, some of my previews, been absolutely burnt there. I'll be interested to see what you say about Betcha Flying Fish because she's dropping sharply in grade for this race on Saturday. Um, and with the apprentice claim of Tommy Stockdale, still gets him really well at the weights. Uh, like I said, maps to be sort of second or third pair back from the fence. I think it'll be a really good spot in run, uh, but sort of the furthest horse uh, back in a map that I'm tipping on the day. Uh, Stockdale's riding at 12% for his last 50. He's going well above his uh, career average, so he's in really good form and uh, it didn't surprise me to see that Chris Waller's training him at 22%. So absolutely flying there. I think the better form of Betcha Flying's on soft tracks. Uh, and on class alone, she should be winning. Are you seeing it the same as me? Yeah, mate. I did find it very hard to um, tip her on top. But uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, if it drops any lower than the $7 mark, I'm not getting on. $7 is the absolute bottom for me. But like you said, massive drop in grade. Uh, she hasn't raced in a benchmark 78 until uh, early in January. And she won that with 60 kilos. Uh, that was in Sydney. 
So, uh, in my personal opinion, Sydney form is better than the Melbourne form. So, you're getting the horse back down to um, benchmark 78 grade in Melbourne and 59.5 is very good in the weights with the two kilos. Uh, Mooney Valley, unsure about the track uh, suiting the way that she races, but I just think massive driving grade and she's fit. So, yeah, I'll take Betcha flying on top and then I'll, we'll listen to you talk about your your um, partner in crime, White Hibiscus here, because I've got uh, her down as a danger. Yeah, not one that I could really have, and it's because of her racing pattern. Uh, we've seen in previous races at the likes of Flemington, uh, Flemington and the Hillside track where um, she's a horse that needs the ground to really wind up, and she's similar to that win of I'm Thunderstruck in his last race that needs the straight to really build a revs up and get into her work to to sort of straighten up and go for it. Um, I really, I mean, Savage of the Line last start in that race at the the hillside on a soft seven, that was a, a Phillies and Mares 70. But uh, when I go and have a look at that race personally, I mean, there's a couple of horses that line up in this race here on Saturday, but the rest of them are all absolute midweek numbers. So uh, I couldn't uh, consciously talk anyone into white hibiscus on Saturday. I really don't know what's holding her SP up here. She's had 12 starts for two wins, but um, I'm going with Betcha Flying on Saturday, mate. Yeah, I think, like you said, very well placed. If you look over the whole field, Betcha Flying is a proven Saturday horse, no doubt about that. And you look over, especially from, you know, numbers six, nine down, um, or half the field, really, they're sort of coming up for a crack at the Saturday races and Definitely not proven. So if you're going to get a horse dropping in grade that much, uh, $7 odds each way price, that's definitely the way to go in my opinion. So I think we're on the money. Hopefully we are. You go, Even when you go and look at the the last race of Bet You're Flying and the, the company that this horse is, is racing in, Beat Home, Jittery Jack thought of that Chief Altoni think and fly and even Strategic Phil, some handy horses on a Saturday in Melbourne. Uh, and that was in 84, at 84 grade punters. So um, all aboard, bet you're flying at some, hopefully some sort of each way odds there on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, race seven is the Travis Harrison Cup, um, over 2,500 metres, benchmark 78. Smoking Romans is your favourite from the wide gate at $3.20, Jamie Carr. Mr. Mooj, $4.80. Maserati Bay, $7. Another Marin Eustace. Crimson Ace, 7 Williams is on Passaro at 12 Prince Ziggy, 18 Heir to the Throne, 21 And then I won't rattle off the rest of those because I don't think they'll be winning. But um, we'll listen to your thoughts, mate. Uh, Tabby Run, I think, leads this race, Bish, from Tolmac, Mr. Mooge, Carry. Uh, Smoke and Romans hopefully slots up in those first couple of pairs there as well. Uh Kings Fall, Maserati Bay, Pissarro, Bondi Sands, Crimson Ace, Prince Ziggy, Heir to the Throne, Prince Albany and Shooting the Mob will be pretty much dead last in this. Uh, Smoking Romans on top for me here. Fish going with the favourite. My primary concern with this race pun is is probably the map being drawn, the dead set car park here, but uh, and even, you know, coming in a few gates with if the emergencies all come out and maybe there's a few scratchings, but uh, that's the only concern. Jamie Bo- ja- sorry, Jamie Carr goes aboard first time, which we know is a really, really good uh, gear change punters. Uh, the camp is still really good, taking the horses out over 2,000 metres plus. Uh, this horse was beaten narrowly two starts back on the hillside by Over the Sky and then again narrowly by Dirty Deeds, who have turned up in some midweek races, but also some Saturday races and been really competitive. Uh, Last start won by a length and a half over Vegas Knight, uh, giving him and Tabby run absolute wind burn and eased up on the line. Uh, Like I said, ideally sets up in the first couple of pairs based on on official maps, Uh, but the the map's the only concern. I think better than a lot of these, this horse smoking Romans and should be winning again. What do you reckon? I agree with everything you said, and I was very keen on Smoking Romans last week in Sydney to uh, knock off Harpo Marks, who didn't even end up winning. But uh, I think the fact that they've held back for this race indicates that they they expect to or expect to have a winning chance there. Oh, I don't like the barrier. That's the issue. It's a major issue, I think. 
So I've got Smoking Romans as my danger, but I'm going to go with Maserati Bay with that combination of Johnny Allen and Mara and Eustace. Um, the recent run in Sydney was just a dead set complete forgive. Skip through the form guide and don't read about it. Heavy track. Had a hoof feeler issue there. He's had two 2,400 metre wins to his name, so 2,500 shouldn't be an issue. Drawn, this is a horse that's drawn very well in barrier three compared with uh, 16 for Smoking Romans. So stays out of trouble and uh, gets a soft run. Johnny Allen's won some brilliant staying races for Mara Nuces over the year. So I think that's a good booking, really. I think it's really positive booking. And I, and I think they also scratched from a race last week for this one. So same thing, getting a $7.00 place. Um, I'm pretty keen on the each way about Maserati Bay. Yeah, Maserati Bay was scratched from that uh, rubbish Vobus staying race that Maha Medeus got caught up in last week, punters. Uh, you talk about the combination of Mara Eustace and John Allen. Uh, when they get out over a distance, they are lethal. And even just as a combination on their own, they got 20%. So definitely get around them. I wouldn't really talk you out of Maserati Bay, um, but I do feel sorry for you, mate, because Smoking Romans is going to beat you. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Well, I mean, if Smoking Romans wins this from Barrier 16, it's going to be well-deserved. And I think there's no doubt about the, the uh, staying potential at all. So as we've almost said for every race on the card here, I think it's going to be another fantastic race to watch. Yep, we'll uh, we'll move forward for race eight because this one is very aptly named. Race eight is the congratulations Jamie Carr handicap over twenty forty meters. Um, she's also on the current favourite Red Santa from that sounds like her favourite barrier barrier sixteen for this weekend <laughs> four dollars four dollars forty. Namakwa with Maddie Lloyd on six dollars fifty. Seb songs at eight dollars. Uh, Literati and flossing. Sharing the spoils at $9. Capricorn Ridge, 13. Tintin wins 16. And then um, getting out to large odds again. Is Jamie going to take you out of the, uh, the handicap, mate, or what's going to happen? No, I don't believe she wins this race, mate. Uh, Speedmap has uh, Namakwa Red Santa uh, sort of leading, depending on which one you look at. Uniquely, Cletus, Literati, Tintin win. Uh, take me north, Flossing. Uh, Capricorn Ridge, Golden Fourth, Mr. Pickwick, Sebsong, Cafe Rizu, uh, Dubai Moon, all there around the back, and then throw some emergencies in somewhere. Um, the map on top for me, Fish, uh, drops four kilos from last start with Maddie Lloyd's claim, going down to 50, 56 kilos. Uh, has tried since her last run, which was uh, over that 2,000-metre that race at Flemington, and that was won by the horse that I'm just bringing up here, punters. But two right, two horses have come out of that race since and won. Uh, that one was won by Unique Artist, sorry. So uh, I think a really good rating race there from gate three leads or the first couple of pairs. Like I said, it just depends on which map you look at. Uh, highest rated horse, uh, considering the weight he'll carry, I think is really uh, in really good at the, the weights there, punters. Uh, I think should be in the right position to win and definitely capable of doing so. Uh, I think we're going to see the apprentice claim come in really well. How did you see it, mate? I saw it exactly the same as you, mate. Uh, Namaka on top, the what we call a lightweight, six dollars $6.57. Um, both those recent runs, were, were both of them were excellent. With one, she won. Two back, she won. And then recent start, she was caught wide. Um, or, sorry, he was caught wide and then... Obviously, carrying the 60 kilos proved costly. So I think that's the reason why they've gone and found Matty Lloyd to ride here and take the three kilos off just to take that out of the equation and give her a, another another boost. But from barrier three, shouldn't have any dramas getting caught wide for this one. And I just think sitting in that prime spot looks very hard to beat. Um, danger I put down is Red Santa, who probably brings the best form lines into this race. But... Um, yeah, same thing. Just looking at Barrier 16, where do you get caught? Looks like a bit of pace in the race. So I'm happy to stick with the apprentice, Matty Lloyd, who I also sometimes have a fan club of, as well as Alana Kelly. But, yeah, well, let's go Let's go into Marker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking of the Alana Kelly fan club, she's about to get a run, mate, in the last. Yeah, I'm on board with you there, mate, so it sounds good. Race nine, um, the lad broke it. Benchmark 70 over 1,200 metres. Jamie Carr's your favourite again. $5 on Flash Flood. Wilmot Pass, $7. Foxy Lady, $7. Alana Kelly's riding Imperial Lad at $9 now. Just keep shortening. 
Rocking in the park, 11. Melodian, 13. Out to win, 14. We won't bother with the rest of those, mate. What's the speed map doing here? Uh, speed map, uh, again, depends on which one you look at here, punters. I've got Imperial Lad leading Rock in the Park, uh, the regiments. Then we've got Mr. Cancun, Rock Tycoon, Lady Pluck, uh, Minyinga, no charge, out to win. Uh, Foxy Lady, Montenegro Man, Melodian, uh, Smarter Listen if you get to start, Yell Dub and Wilmot Pass will definitely be at the back. Uh, warm up your N-words, punters. Imperial Ladder win the last. Eight starts over 1,200 metres, three wins, three seconds and two thirds. Alana Kelly dead set airborne at the moment, 10% on her last 50 rides. But uh, as it goes for a lot of the apprentices, they're definitely riding a lot of horses out of the market. So she's going better than that figure suggests. I think this horse leads, sorry, horse leads for fun. And if the pattern of the day sort of leans that way, leading on the rail obviously will be a huge advantage. I'm thinking that with deductions coming out and, and maybe there's a few scratching, something like that, uh, we're going to have a lot shorter than $9 to play with on the day. Uh, I think that Imperial Lad is definitely going to be really hard to beat. Uh, track pattern could make him an absolute moral on Saturday, but uh, we just have to wait and see. But uh, we're on the same boat there, are we? We're on the same boat, mate. I'm really excited about that little talk up you go because <laughs> I've got Imperial Lad down as my best bet of the day. Uh, $9 obviously is even shortening up now, but it's it's pretty out there for a um, best bet of the day. But absolutely excellent return in the same grade over a slightly shorter trip first up. Um, profiles to me is like the perfect Mooney Valley horse, going to shoot out and lead around the bend, especially this stage of the day. You look at um, his wet track record around that soft mark. So it's it's going to be ideal to have a little bit of gear in the ground as well. Um, and... She, he's bringing placings out of this race against Regards Marie, Mystery Shot, Fighting Harada. Great horses who were recently retired. Very consistent. Uh, as you can see by the weight they gave, the, the handicaps gave Imperial Lad 6-3.5. Alana gets gets him right in the race, and I just think I, I can't see Imperial Lad being beaten, so I'm going to have a decent um, each-way play now before the odds are gone. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that, mate. Hopefully we both finish the day up with a bang. Yeah, yeah. Um, between Imperial Lad and, and Buckhurst that we spoke about earlier in the, the card in race four, I think the odds are just completely wrong for these two horses and and I think you can get stuck in there, punters. Uh, speaking of the rest of the card, Fish, got your uh, best for the day and whatnot there? Best for the day for me, I just spoke about with the Imperial Lad. Um, I definitely think Imperial Lad's going to place, but I'm going to put down his best bet for the day for a win. I uh, just think he's very well placed there in the last and going to go on to bigger and better things. And my value bet for the day is in race three. Uh, I think we're due at the $12 mark. I just think um, profile on to race against some staying types at the first up and each way value there. So I think we're due race three for my value. What about you? Mate, race that uh, a day that I'm really keen on, I think, on Saturday. Uh, I think... It's probably sort of an each-way price, but like I said earlier in the preview punters, one for your exactors and Quinellas is direct in race one. Uh, best of the day is going to be Buckhurst and Tuvalu. I think that I'm Thunderstruck gets way too far back in race five, and Buckhurst has the serious class edge on the rest of those. Uh, throw in Sweet Mary, the other Lindsay Smith runner with Brett Preble, and then Imperial Lad in the last with the Alana Kelly fan club. Um if I don't pick a winner on Saturday fish or at least two or three, I'll dead set pack up and go home. But um, they're going to be mine for the day at Mooney Valley. What about the rest? Have you got anything out wide for the punters? Yeah, I've got um, the first two races at Sydney. I'm sort of keen on two horses. Um, one's been for race one, Skedaddle, Les, Les Bridge and Brocky Ryan. Um, the way that Skedaddle won last start on the Kensington track was – very um, out of the out of the ordinary for that that horse. He was probably uh, while well, she was expected to lead, she didn't lead. She was stuck on the fence, got out very very late, and when she got out, um, even Brock Ryan was surprised that he got the win. So I think that um, three dollars is pretty good odds for a horse that I have a lot of time for in race one. And I think back onto a good track, we might be able to see see even more improvement. And then in the second race, Mister Hustle. Um, Came back in the highway after about, I think, three or 400 
oh, for 450 days out or something like that. Um, last start on the highway and one first up on a heavy track. Just got serious class about it. And I think $4.80 as well in race two. I can see Mr. Hustle winning again and going on with it. So, like those two in Sydney. But um, that's all for me. You got any um, out wide ones? Mate, I've got a couple out wide. I've found one and you've missed it. And I'm absolutely astounded. I'll get into that horse in a second. Looking at sort of Eagle Farm there, I, I'm not really getting excited about anything except for this class six over 1,200 metres, maybe we bought a zoo, uh, the number five in race seven. Uh, I think you can get some pretty good each way odds there. But how about you for worst owner of a racehorse? Yours goes around in race six at <laughs> Eagle Farm and you haven't even given old Blazing a wrap. $40 winners is what the punters come here for. And Blazing is going to get the chocolates in race six at Eagle Farm. So I'll have to duck down yeah. there and give him a pat so he feels a bit better. He'd be, he'd be shattered if he heard that. Oh, mate, on, um, this is, yeah, I've got a lot of love for Blazing Sunrise. Obviously, we've owned him for a few – I owned a share in him for a long time now since he was a yearling. And um, he's shown a lot of potential as he was younger and obviously had a few issues. But on some of his past form, he obviously raced in the group two at Sydney and finished um, fifth there behind some – Really nice horses then. So, obviously, it's taking a while to come back, but his recent run of Doombin was quite good. And, yeah, I am pretty surprised about the 41 and 11 thrown up. I've been keen to see him get out of the 1800 again. But, um, yeah, we'll see how he goes on the weekend. But wouldn't advise anyone to um, not have a little small each-way play on Blazing Sunrise because he won't let you down. Um, yeah, well, we'll get into that part. Of this, but I couldn't find anything out wide really there, Fish. Um, looking at our next meeting that we'll be doing as I bring that up here, punters, uh, get a bit of a racing calendar going. Before I get to that, um, make sure you stay tuned to Brilliance Racing over Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, for everything that we're going to be putting up there, all our content and previews, etc. cetera. Uh, also go over and give Jared a follow at uh, Triple J Racing um, over all the same platforms. He'll be putting out all of his previews and uh, best bets for the weekend. The next one that we're going to have a look at, punters, uh, we're going to Flemington next weekend. So we're off to HQ for, uh, I believe it's the start of a new season there, punters. Uh, so we'll be all yep. over that. Uh, feature race on the day, the Group 3 Ori Star, over 1,200 metres. So uh, that'll be our next show. But like I said, in the meantime, stay tuned to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, give the podcast on Spotify a follow if you're looking for updates about when all of our our shows are dropping there and hopefully we'll get over a few more platforms in the coming weeks, punters. But uh, that's about it for me, Fish. Yeah, just hope everyone has a great weekend and hopefully we all find plenty of winners and um, stay safe in this new COVID world we got. But anyway, the beer still tastes the same. So I hope everyone has a great weekend. The beer certainly does taste the same. Hopefully everyone is looking after themselves in a bit of lockdown. And if you're feeling down on yourself, get out there and watch uh, Fish's Parramatta side uh, watching them lose will make you feel a lot better. Uh, like I said, punters, next show is going to be Flemington, Group 3, Ori Star. Uh, until then, bet up, have a fill up, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, guys.